And I would encourage the church to, to preach Christ, uh, dead, buried, risen, uh, who's coming back. The Profile with Premier Christianity magazine. So I'm delighted to say that we are sat here in uh, Hyde Park in London, uh, just metres away from Speaker's Corner, um, the historic place for a debate. Um, Franklin, thank you so much for joining us here on Premier. Um, you're here for your UK tour. It's been uh, a long time coming. How does it feel to have it finally up and running? Oh, it, it feels wonderful. You know, the, the come out of COVID, and when we were planning this, the world, we did not dream that we would have a, a pandemic. I've never been in a pandemic. None of us have. I think 1918, the Spanish flu pandemic was the last great pandemic. And for the world to come out of that and for us to be here at this time, I think we're the first religious um, or Christian event uh, since the opening up after pan the pandemic. And so uh, I think it's an historic time for us to be here. But yet, with the, the opposition that we've had, uh, it's, it's also an answer to a lot of prayers. So just not, not just our prayers, but the prayers of Christians across this great nation. We'll come to the uh, criticism and the, and the tour itself. Um, but on the pandemic, um, how was it? Uh, almost two years, I guess, where you weren't able to get out and preach. How did you find that? Well, we, we could get out and preach uh, in our country. We were... Uh, we never really had a lockdown. I think for, for, for about a month we were supposed to stay home, but most of us didn't. Um, I still went to the office every day, and uh, most of our people did. But we just kept working. Uh, we, we Traveling international was impossible. Every, every country was locked down, as you know. And it, it's strange because it's never in the history of mankind have we ever locked down a healthy population. We've always quarantined or locked down sick, but not healthy people. And I think time will only tell us if that was a wise decision on the, on the amount of the authorities or not. But there's still parts of the world that are still locked down. You know, China's locked down and a lot of the Pacific uh, nations are, are still under lockdown. So it's uh, very difficult, very tough, but um, uh, we're just so thankful we got through it. I had uh, two shots, a booster, and still got COVID. I was preaching in the Ukraine at Easter and picked up COVID in the Ukraine. But that's okay. It was just very mild for me. Um, but uh, if I had gotten the full dose early, it might have killed me. You know, so a lot of people suffered. A lot of people have died. Uh, it's not the flu. It's not just a bad cold. It's different. I, I don't know how to explain it, but it was just different. Let's talk then about the, the tour. You've got four dates here in the UK. Um, let's go back to when you first announced the tours pre-pandemic um, and then all the venues cancelled. Did you ever feel like this tour would never happen? No, I, I knew that it would happen. Uh, it just uh, it had to be God's timing. And of course, uh, the pandemic was coming. And so I think the Lord just shut the door. And so to be cancelled like that um, was really... Um, uh, it benefited us in the sense of the, just the publicity that it gave us where, um, I mean, you couldn't buy that kind of publicity. So uh, we're, I don't want to say thankful or grateful, but God used what they meant for bad. He, he's used it for good. What would it have meant if the UK had become a place where Franklin Graham was no longer able to preach in public buildings? Well, again, it's, it's I'm pre first of all, the, the opposition... Uh, their criticism is a lie. 
they said I'm a preacher of hate. Uh, and the reason they say I'm a preacher of hate because I say that marriage is between a man and a woman. And it is. But what I do is I answer reporters' questions. Well, what do you think about gay marriage? Well, it's a sin. That's what the Bible calls it. Uh, and they say, well, you're offending a lot of people. I'm not offending them, but God's offending them because it's what God says. Um, but my, my message is not against gay people or people that think differently or worship differently than us. Uh, my message is a message about love. It's about God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but should have everlasting life. My message is that if we confess our sins and repent and believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we will be saved. Uh, this is a message of hope. I want people to know that regardless of their sins, no matter what they've done in life, uh, God will forgive them, but they have to come to him through Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ is the only one in history to take our sins. And he went to the cross and he shed his blood for our sins on a cross. He was buried for our sins. And on the third day, God raised him to life. Uh, this is our hope. This is the message that I preach. And I don't preach against individual people. I don't preach against groups of people. I don't preach against uh, anyone. But I want everyone to know that we're all sinners, but yet Christ died for our sins. You do have critics within the church. A number of bishops have uh, spoken out against you. And I guess they would say that um, that, that message of hope um, can't be listened to because there's this barrier because of those comments so that the comments made about uh, gay people and uh, Muslims mean that those people will no longer listen to you and therefore that message becomes um, kind of invalid it's it's it's, it's kind of um, it's only going to be heard by people who want to, to hear from you what, what do you respond when the the critics within the church kind of say that you, you've caused a problem for the, the church well we have over 4,000 churches uh, in the UK that are supporting us. Uh, we never expect to get 100% support of the churches. There's always critics within the church. Uh, there are always critics of the Lord Jesus Christ within the religious community. They're the ones that turned on him. Uh, and so I expect to have criticism. And there are a lot of uh, churches that, that have compromised. And, uh, and so I think we're all aware of that. Um, and uh, there's, there's division within the church. Uh, so I'm just going to preach what I believe is the gospel. And this is, there's, the Apostle Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of God unto salvation. To everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek, there's Holy Spirit-filled power in the gospel. When you tell a person that they're a sinner, you say, well, frankly, you've offended them. It's not made God. Uh, if you tell a person that uh, they're a sinner and the penalty of sin is death, that's, that's the penalty. We're, the entire world is under a death sentence from God. And people just say, well, what hope is there? And Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it's the power of God. And when you tell someone that they're a sinner, that the penalty of sin is death, but yet God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life, uh, then there is power in that message. And you say, well, Frank, how do you explain it? I, I can't explain it. All I know is that's what God uses. And he takes that message and he pierces a person's heart. And, uh, and for those that he's calling, when you give an invitation, those that he's calling will come. And when you preach, there'll be people with their arms crossed, scowling at you, and sitting next to them will be a person with tears streaming down their face. I cannot explain it. All I know is God's calling one, he's not calling the other. 
And there's power in the gospel. We don't need to be ashamed of it. Paul said, I'm not ashamed. And why did he say that? Because there were people in his day who were ashamed to tell people that Jesus died and shed his blood on a cross, that he was buried and God raised him to life. Uh, they were ashamed to say that because they said, well, who's going to believe that? That's, that doesn't sound you know, normal, uh, that he would shed his blood and then come up out of the grave. But Paul said, I'm not ashamed of this. And this is what I preach. And, this, and that's what Paul said, was, he was declaring, this is what I preach. And this is what I'm preaching, the same message. And uh, there will be many thousands of people that will put their faith and trust in Christ. And I'm excited about it. It must feel like deja vu, though, with the, the criticism. Um, this time round, we had uh, the, the mayor of Liverpool saying that bus adverts for your events should be banned. That happens when you're in Blackpool. We've had politicians saying that, you know, you shouldn't be speaking in, in buildings. That criticism must get to you sometimes, though. Do, do, do you ever get tired um, of that? Well, again, I think God uses it. Uh, again, we got a lot of free publicity. Uh, and thank you, uh, Mr. Mayor. <laughs> and, and I know that uh, uh, Parliament in Wales uh, is saying the same thing, that I shouldn't be allowed to come, so forth. But uh, when my father first came back in the 40s, uh, they tried to, uh, the politicians tried to stop him from coming. They didn't want him to get off. At that time, he came by boat. They didn't want him to get off the boat in Southampton. They wanted to uh, force him to turn around and go back. So uh, there's always opposition to the preaching of the gospel, always. If I had just a message of, uh, of, about some nice, uh, make you feel good political kind of position, people would say, oh, isn't that wonderful? He's so inclusive, he's including everybody. I'm including everybody right now. The, God includes everybody, whosoever will come. And, and that's the invitation, is whosoever will come, but you have to come God's way, and that's through His Son, Jesus Christ. There's not multiple ways to God, there's only one way. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. So um, uh, there's power in the gospel. The, 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 the gospel does not need help. It's the same message 2,000 years ago it is today. It hasn't changed. And, uh, and for us as Christians, our, our marching orders is to go into the world and make disciples of all nations, uh, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. These are our marching orders. This is what we're to do and we're not to be ashamed of it. We should just proclaim the gospel. We'll always have opposition. And I, and I would encourage Christians, don't be afraid of opposition. Uh, Paul was opposed, Jesus was opposed. Anybody who takes this message of God's love will be opposed, but that doesn't stop us from preaching. Hey, this is Sam. Really hope you're enjoying this conversation right here on the Profile Podcast today. Could you do me a favor right now? It will take you just two seconds to give us a rating and a review wherever you found this podcast. Just a couple of seconds to give us a rating is so, so helpful. It helps other people to discover the show as well. So if you could do that, we would so appreciate it. I want to move on to something a little bit different. We're here at Speaker's Corner, um, historically a, a place of great debate between people of different religion, um, different thoughts. How important um, is that, that we are able to have healthy debates between people who disagree with each other? Well, that's been the, the, um, the hallmark of uh, Western democracies, is, is the fact that we have the freedom uh, to, to have a debate, uh, to preach, uh, to give our views. And we're losing that in the West today. Uh, there is a, a move uh, to prohibit uh, free speech. And uh, so it's the world in which we live. I, I'm going to continue to preach the gospel. 
And uh, if they ever made it illegal, I would still preach the gospel. I'm not going to back up. Um, I'm not going to say I'm sorry. I'm just going to say God loves you. And uh, here's the truth. Uh, people don't want the truth. Uh, they want to believe a lie. But we have to warn people that there is a judgment. God is a God of love, but he's also a God of judgment. And we're going to have to stand before him one day and give him an account for our lives. And so I want to warn people uh, and tell them the truth. And yes, we're at Speaker's Corner. This is where uh, for I don't know how many hundred years there's been incredible debate right here. And much of it has been gospel preaching right here on this corner. Many people have been saved from hell right here on this corner. And so it's just, I'm glad we, you, you picked this as the place for this interview. I'm just thrilled to be here. Speaker's Corner has been a wonderful place, but last year we saw quite a dark incident where an evangelist was, was stabbed um, after having strong debates with um, uh, um, Muslims. How concerning is that when the, the opposition uh, doesn't just uh, isn't just words, it becomes much more than that? Well, we don't back up, and I would hope that uh, this, uh, this evangelist, whoever, um, that there would be an, an army of young evangelists who would come down and take their place uh, to preach the gospel. We cannot allow uh, one act of violence to stop the gospel. If anything, it should, it should be a recruiting tool uh, for other evangelists uh, to stand up and uh, where she shed her blood and, and stand up and take the gospel uh, to the next generation and not be afraid and not be ashamed. You're off to Wales this weekend, my homeland. Um, uh, Wales, just over 100 years ago, experienced revival. Um, and the revival is still felt today. Um, but why are we not seeing revival today? Well, I mean, it's the Holy Spirit that brings revival. So you can't, um, uh, you just can't turn it on like a light switch and turn it off. But I think uh, there are certain times in history where uh, God has used a certain event, a certain situation uh, to bring revival. And I think that's the prayer of Christians all across this land. Lord, bring a revival. That's We need a revival in this nation. And that would be my hope and prayer, that uh, revival would come. But we're here to preach the gospel. The Holy Spirit will have to do the rest. Have you had a sense of what God might want to say to the UK church at this time? Oh, I would encourage the church to stand up and be bold in this world in which we live where there's so much compromise and so many secular voices. Uh, it's time for the church uh, to stand up and to take the gospel to this generation. This generation is, is, and you have so many millions that have moved here from other parts of the world. What an opportunity to present the gospel to them because many of the places where they came from, you cannot preach the gospel, but you can do it right here. And I would encourage the church to, to preach Christ, uh, dead, buried, risen, uh, who's coming back. Fantastic. Um, you're one uh, date into your, your four-date tour. What, what are your hopes? You're going to be speaking to thousands of people uh, over the coming weeks. What, what are your hopes for what, what you might achieve or what, what God might achieve in this time? Well, my, my prayer that there would be lives that would be changed, people would be saved from hell, uh, that another generation would see the, 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 the power of the gospel and would be motivated uh, to, to take it to their communities. Uh, I want to see the church strengthened uh, when we leave this nation. We want to see it stronger than before we came. 
Just finally, I want to touch on uh, Ukraine. Um, your charitable arm, Samaritan's Purse, has been on the ground doing amazing things. Have you got any stories that might encourage us about God at work in such an um, incredibly dark time for that nation? Well, we have about 130 people working. Uh, we've got um, seven medical sites. Uh, we're distributing uh, fuel, excuse me, food. Not fuel. Uh, we're distributing fuel too. But uh, food, uh, right up to the front lines, uh, and we've got uh, uh, hundreds of trucks, and uh, we've got uh, 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 we've got chaplains that we've trained from the Billy Graham Association. I think it's like 131 Ukrainian chaplains that are out in these uh, hard-hit areas, preaching the gospel, praying with people, um, sharing the good news, the hope that we have. We've, we've been. Uh, had 15 cargo flights. We have uh, our own uh, cargo plane, and uh, we fly back and forth from North Carolina to Poland. Uh, where last week we took uh, 20 some um, women and their children uh, to Toronto, Canada, and we've got another um, this this coming week, and I got another plane load. I think 24. Uh, we're gonna say it's a plane load. The back of the cargo plane has a a compartment for for passengers. And so we're using that because we're going back empty. We're taking these women and children uh, to Canada where they had visas and family and could be welcome. Um, there's, a, there's just a, the, the, it's very sad what's happened in the country. Uh, we have over 3,200 churches that we work with. These are churches that we do Operation Christmas Child. So we already had an ongoing connection. This year, we, before the invasion, we had 600,000 shoe boxes that we took to Ukraine to distribute. 400,000 were distributed before the war, and uh, they're still distributing them. But I've, of course, there's some areas we will not be able to get into. Uh, we're doing uh, water purification. Uh, so many of these communities, the, the the water systems have been destroyed, and so we're going in with reverse osmosis water uh, treatment plants uh, to get fresh drinking water. That is a big issue, uh, fresh drinking water. So we're providing that to these uh, communities that have been uh, destroyed. Uh, and there's much more, but all of it we do in the name of Jesus Christ. We do it with the churches, partnering with the churches, and we make no apologies about doing this in the name of Jesus Christ. Fantastic. Franklin Graham, thank you so much for your time on Premier Christian Radio. We really do appreciate it. Thank you. You've been listening to The Profile in association with Premier Christianity magazine.